0: What if everything you thought of, health and wellness, suddenly changed due to a hidden breathing problem that you are unaware of that affects every system in your body? Improper breathing habits are often overlooked in medicine. I'm Dr. Jenny from the Hobson Institute, and this is The Breathing Lab. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Breathing Channel. This is Dr. Jennifer Hobson from the Hobson Institute, and I'm here with my lovely friend and colleague, Lynette Putterman. Lynette is a graduate of Northwestern with a master's degree of literature. She taught in the English department at Roosevelt University from 1986 to 2002. She created a course in men's studies and even edited a desktop book for this course. She later married Dr. Alan Putterman. He's an ophthalmic reconstructive surgeon in 1983. And the reason I have Mrs. Putterman here today is because I have been a student of hers. She teaches this amazing fitness wellness course called Nia, and uh, she's defied so many rules. I'm a physical therapist, and her body has had so many injuries, and she has found so much good that can come out of Nia, and I wanted to share that with everyone because not many people know about Nia. Now, Lynette, thank you for being here.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Um, how long have you been teaching fitness courses? Let's just start there.
1: Well, fitness, the fitness technique of Nia is uh, what I started in 2002. However, while I was teaching uh, English at night, uh, I was teaching belly dance to a, cu- a couple of nights a week in my apartment. So I, I even started with the fitness classes as an, instruct- an English instructor.
0: Okay. And how long ago was that? When when did you start? How old were you when you started teaching fitness classes? Um,
1: I would, it oh, was. It was nice. 1970.
0: Seventy. When, yeah. Amazing. And how long have you been teaching uh, Nia? Fitness? Since
1: 2002. So I was teaching, as I was doing the uh, trainings year after year, the four years of training mm-hmm. to become a black belt.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about Nia and what it what it is, so that the audience can understand this type of movement class?
1: It's a technique, which is a fusion fitness practice that combines martial arts and the art. Those are Aikido, Taekwondo, and Tai Chi with dance arts of basically jazz, modern, and Duncan dance. Although I do a ton of other uh, genres of, of dance, including belly dance, Broadway dance, Latin dance. I am Zumba certified as well. Uh, and healing arts of yoga, Feldenkrais, and the Alexander technique of alignment. So Nia is a a low-impact aerobic workout that's ideal for all ages and really all fitness levels because it moves you from the inside out, uses imagery and a wide variety of music to stimulate your imagination and free your spirit. These movements are natural, organic, systemic. They move through your whole body, playful and empowering and respect each person's fitness level and skill. So through the many expressive movements, I have experienced tremendous improvement in my posture, alignment, core strength, flexibility, on and on, agility. Most importantly, it's been a healing force. So I have found significant pain relief from my rotator cuff damage, my slipped disc, my spinal stenosis. And then now, since I sustained this severe spinal cord damage from a bike accident and a spinal fusion surgical procedure, Nia carried me down an even more challenging path of healing.
0: That was in November of this past year, 2019, right? Yeah. So I, I, I learned that Lynette was no longer going to be teaching. She had a spinal cord injury. And um, I went to go visit her at the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab and was shocked to see her in a wheelchair, not walking. Um, I was so concerned that I would never be able to take a class from her again. And um, I really was shocked because, first of all, I, I wanted to mention, the first day I saw you, Lynette, in, at the, the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab, You, I think you were in a bit of a shock. Of course, anybody would. If you stopped your life, you can't move that well. You had a big brace on your neck. And um, I saw you mouth breathing and and short chest breathing, small little breaths through your mouth in and out. Do you recall me saying, Lynette, can can we do a couple of breathing exercises? Yes. So one of the things that I had you do was close your mouth, get used to that, and then also to hold your breath for three to five seconds and then breathe normally, you know, for 10, and then do it back one repetition after another. Yeah. How did you feel like that changed anything about
1: your condition, energy level, anything like that? Do you recall? I remember vividly that I calmed down. I did, And I didn't realize how, what a state of anxiety I was in, because I suddenly felt Placid, huh? which was a precious gift for me because I've been living with terror that I'll not only never walk again, uh, but never be able to teach again, which is my passion. And you, your coaching with the breathing really made a difference. That's great. And and one of
0: the things that I also mentioned to you was the, the healing powers of cranial sacral therapy, which I know you've had um, lots of experience with. I had just gone through osteopathic training on that technique and I wanted to do it. And and I, I didn't have the time at that moment, but the next time I came to visit you, you were walking. You were walking with a walker and, you know, I could tell it wasn't perfect, but you were walking. And this is what I really want to share with people. Anyone that's had an injury that really it stops their life, it stops their movement. People sometimes give up. And that's one thing Lynette has never done in my presence is ever given up on the ability to move and to overcome anything in terms of physical limitations. So, can we go to that moment, Lynette? There was a moment that you started to move. You started. You were in your wheelchair, probably not doing your normal routine of knee or walking and movement because of this injury. Can you tell us what were you? What did you think? What did you experience? How did you start to move from not moving that Well, well?
1: All the weeks that I was in the Shirley Ryan Hospital, and they're wonderful. physical therapists in their lab, everyday, intense physical therapy. That was more about learning to walk again, using harnesses from the ceiling, balance work, which was grueling work, uh, because all your nerves are damaged. Um, and of course, strength training for my shoulder muscles. A lot of the upper body is affected by cervical spine damage. So they were working on restoring my strength and balance. I was not even listening to my Nia music because I thought it would be too painful because I miss it so much. But one morning, early in the morning, I'm in my wheelchair. I had my phone. I have my routines on it. I decided I'm going to turn on one of the routines and just listen to the music. And when that music went on, I just started moving and oscillating, waving my spine and moving my head around. And my rib cage and all of a sudden my body came to life and I was moving undulatory moves that of course couldn't happen in therapy, physical therapy there. Uh, they don't really know about it, that kind of healing movement. But for me, it was thrilling. It, what, there was an emotional component to it. it. I connected to the beautiful music and I, the, even one of the tunes was very powerful And that led me to suddenly be doing kicks and blocks and strikes and punches in my wheelchair. And I realized then what a powerful technique this NIA technique is. If I am in a wheelchair recovering from paralysis and I can suddenly come alive in my body. So uh, that's what woke me up. That's what woke my central nervous system up and began the connection of my brain to my neuromuscular circuit. Yes.
0: Yes. And... So, just for the audience to understand, and Nia, we have the freedom to move around and dance and love the music that, you know, Lynette always has amazing, different music. It's never boring. And you connect to the music, but the, the movements she's talking about, this oscillatory movement, you know, when you're having a spinal surgery, she had a fusion. How, how many level fusion was that?
1: I got it. I think it's nine vertebrae.
0: Nine vertebrae fuse from her neck to her mid back. Yeah. So many people stop moving, and we're not saying it's huge movements, but little oscillatory movements allow the cerebral spinal fluid, the circulation to that area, which normally people guard and you know protect and stop moving. And a lot of that causes a lack of circulation and a, a blockage of cerebral spinal fluid flow. so I was shocked to hear that not too long after you got out of um, the lab, there was an email that there was going to be a class being taught by Lynette. And I was going to be there. And I was a little nervous. You know, I'm a little protective of Lynette because I'm a physical therapist. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to be right next to her and, and, and make sure she doesn't fall. She was amazing she had her neck brace on the first day and then the second time i went you had taken it off because they had had proved to take it off but you were walking backwards and turning and you know everything slower than your norm but you weren't falling you weren't losing your balance or you were challenging your system a lot of people might, might not understand what nia is but we actually fall to the ground, practice getting up properly, stop quickly. So we're prepared for anything in life. And Lynette has given us that gift. Not all knee instructors are the same, but this one is an A++++. She's given us that, that, that possibility to connect as deep as we can in our bodies. So I, I was shocked. How did you feel teaching, Lynette? I know it was probably a little
1: bit scary. It was, it was, especially before walking into the room. Yeah, I was nervous and I didn't want to be so jerky and I was afraid of falling. And then uh, the best thing that I found that I did was just be totally honest. And I told the class, look, don't expect what you used to see before, I'm not there yet. Uh, I'm going to be probably a little. Don't be scared if I jerk around a little or if I halt in the middle. Just let it go because we're you know we're now all starting from scratch again. We haven't seen each other in so long, so we're going to be of a beginner's mind, and that helped me finally relax. And what I've learned about what I would like to tell the people who are listening um, about if you have an impairment, a serious injury you're in a wheelchair, that doesn't mean you can't dance. That doesn't mean you can't engage with the music. So if you can't move a body part well, just direct your energy there and imagine moving it. Imagine it. So little by little, your mind and your body part will start to connect with each other and you'll develop a relationship. And the muscles around that injured part will start to come to life so that you don't let that injury define you it isn't you it's something you're healing right now and so you say i can dance i don't care where you are you can dance i don't care if you're lying flat in your bed you can writhe around and you can squeeze and compress and release and you can punch and kick and yell and scream and sing out loud that's the magic of nia it's it's really something
0: That's amazing. And how important is listening to music while you do that?
1: Urgently important. Yeah,
0: that's what I thought. It's the connection that music is is something that we we need to really use more often, I think. Because, for example, my daughter, when she is in a terrible mood and she can't snap out of it, if I can think and I'm smart, I put on some music that I know she loves and she, it's, it's like it comes, she becomes a different person. Wow. So I, I think the the beauty of, of the knowledge of movement and how you make us move like a man and a woman. Yeah. Could you explain that just a little bit? Because that, that there is, women don't just have to be women sometimes. Right. And when in movement and men don't have to just be men, they can, cross over a little
1: bit. As a matter of fact, it's much healthier all the way around. If we try to balance, if not try, really choose a form of exercise that guides you to engaging your male and your female side. It's not feminine, masculine, but it's your male and your female side. Most women are only involved in female kind of movements, which are wavy and sweet and soft, lyrical music, We like to be kind of, we're passive and adaptable and flexible and that's wonderful. It feels wonderful in your body, wave your spine around. That's the female side. But when it comes to my getting them to kick and mean it and punch and block and chops and strikes with the elbow and the palm, those are so foreign to most women. They just don't do it. They can't, they do it half-heartedly. And over the years, my regular students have learned to get push, put more energy into it. And you can feel how that balances you so that, and you can take it into your everyday relationships too. You, you, you use your, you feel more empowered. Uh, working with people with cancer at Gilda's Club, I would do that with them. And that's what they needed is to get angry and yeah. express the angry through their body. So it's using your body. All the wisdom begins in the body, using your body, learning to use your body with the music to balance. Now, as far as males are concerned, when you when they hear the word dance, then they run screaming. They want repetitive, mechanical movements. They want to be on a treadmill, they want to be on an exercise bike, um, elliptical machines, weight training, all of that is fine. But they can't do that, they risk uh, injury if they don't balance that with the more female aspects of moving their deep their deep part of their spine down and the pelvic floor activating those deep pelvic floor muscles wagging their tail using that side to side and round and round movement and undulatory movement of the smi- spine becoming a snake uh and that when they finally can my husband got that and he, Went through the training too. When that happens, that is an eye-opener for them. and It, again, balances them.
0: That brings me back to the, the oscillatory movements that, you know, when I've been missing you so much, Lynette, because I, you know, I have a at least a weekly outlet of dance and, and stretching and moving and oscillating, just like you said, and I haven't had it consistent for, since you've been injured. Mm -hmm. um but there when i put music on and i dance with my husband or my children now during the covid pandemic it's like oh my gosh i feel all the areas that need movement that i'm stuck in you know so it's it i feel that nia has given me the outlet of of the the space to move and stretch and feel my body and this undulatory movement, I want to go back to it just for a moment because yeah. now that I'm doing cranial sacral treatments, I, I finally feel the flow of this fluid around the cranium, throughout the body. We did that one session, Lynette. It yes. was about an hour session right after you got back from the, the Shirley Ability Lab. I love when I do cranial because it's an hour of dedicated me trying to just help and, and support and, and heal, right? And when I'm a go, go, go person, but this, I, I love cranial because it slows me down and I need that. But I wanted to share with everybody how important cranial is, cranial sacral treatment is for a spinal cord injury. right? Right above and below the fusion, just placing my hands there, and feeling the heat and working all the, the different diaphragms of the body and releasing them. I think, I I felt like when you got up after that treatment, you it, it was like you were standing straighter.
1: Yes. How yes. did
0: you feel after that?
1: It, you know, it was a feeling of, um, I think I was restored to what I was like before all of this happened. I, I felt my life, I didn't have to work at standing up. It was easy I felt grounded and I felt like my head was floating up and that what a great feeling that is that's what I
0: feel like Nia does is what I'm trying to say I'm I feel like you know all the areas of our bodies that have surgical repair they have scar tissue and impeded healing process because of lack of circulation and flow of fluids Nia allows you to work on those areas even though you are restricted and you're not going to move perfect there it is an amazing um, type of release to the body that i wanted to share this podcast with you because lynette is an extraordinary person and you probably won't ever meet anyone like her but she has this down she has so many injuries that she's overcome and she's still teaching even after a spinal cord injury. So if we could just be a little more like Lynette Petterman (laughs) in our lives, Lynette, just a couple more questions. Sure. Is there any advice? We're going to do men first and then women around aging and staying active. Anything around health and wellness, what would you say to the men out there?
1: Well, I would, what I didn't mention before, I would ask them, advise them, not to spend all of their time on uh at sports like tennis and golf and pickleball because the men that i know the men around my age this is over 50 not just my age uh they have got injuries in their joints their shoulders their elbows from the the tennis and the knees there's a lot of twisting and torquing in these sports uh golf you're swinging, your are sw- with the rackets, and you're running, and you're torquing your knee. These things are deadly over a certain age if you do them over and over again, and that's your main exercise. I strongly urge males to dance. I mean, I, I, there, I've just said it. I want them to dance. There's no other way to get that. Well, all of these, the the benefits of mobility. What we're talking about in the joints, moving, rolling your joints. Men and women need to be rolling the joints, the hips, the shoulders, the elbows, the wrists, the ankles particularly, much mobility. And then agility, Be able to hop around and stop suddenly and move around into the music and be able to look and look and then dance and then restore your balance, which would be stability. So we do that in the... And more it, that's what you get in dance, and I just don't know where else you can find that, those benefits. So that's my advice to them instead of constantly repetitive movements like the treadmill mm-hmm. and these joint tearing movements like uh, tennis and golf. Thank
0: you for that. And how about for women? What would you recommend for women? I think
1: women need to be less concerned about losing weight and how they look And uh, whether they, you know, a lot of women won't even come to a dance class because they're self-conscious. The truth is nobody's looking at you. They're looking at themselves. (laughs) And they, I really urge women always to choose a form of exercise that allows them to be in their bodies, to love their bodies exactly the way it is today, right now. Honor where they are, all their limitations, and let go and be with the music and discover the emotional and spiritual aspect of this amazing technique and how it can uplift you and make you feel so beautiful so powerful, just the way you are.
0: That's wonderful. Lynette, thank you so much. This has been a treat to me. And I hope anybody that is listening to this has really thought about this advice because she is a very wise woman and I will be taking classes as long as I possibly can. And, Um, appreciate all that she's brought to my life and to the lives of many many people in her classes so lynette i want to say thank you for taking the time to doing this this podcast i hope to have you on again about maybe a different topic around wellness and fitness um if you'd be open to it but i love you and thank you thank you darling thank you for listening to the breathing lab with dr jenny